Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for the support on last week's episode. Today's going to be a little bit um, more serious just because something happened that really opened my eyes a little bit. But we're going to start with something a little more uplifting. I Well, it's not really uplifting to be honest. It's about Outer Banks. I learned that someone had told me, I think it was Camden. Camden told me that Outer Banks was going to drop season two this December, which would have been crazy fast. But I was like, well, I believed him because I figured he'd heard it from someone who knew. But he was very, very wrong, unfortunately. Outer Banks is going to be at earliest, at earliest, late 2021 or early 2022, which is really disappointing. They aren't writing right now. They're in the writing phase right now, which is at least, that's decent. At least they're not even, at least they have a clue what they're going for. But a little disappointing. It's going to be a really, really long wait. But at least we have Stranger Things coming out hopefully soon enough in the next few months, probably in the fall, around Thanksgiving time is when it's projected to drop. But uh, what I was referring to, I was talking about something that opened my eyes was the the Ahmad Arbery. I I hope I'm saying his name right. Ahmad Arbery, I believe, was killed by two white supremacists in Georgia, and uh, it's really just been bothering me because I. So when I saw that it happened. I figured it had happened recently, like what when it popped up. Michael B. Jordan had made a post about it, and I was reading that, and I figured that it um, it had just happened since he had just posted about it. But the sad thing was that it had happened three months ago, and uh, nothing was done about it, which is uh, oof, that was that was kind of embarrassing, honestly. That nothing, we don't know if anything would have happened if. Uh, I can't remember the exact detail that brought it back up after three months of nothing being done about uh, white supremacists killing a black person because, you know, it's their belief, unfortunately. But uh, just really, honestly, it just really makes me mad that nothing was done about it for three months. And it's interesting to think that if whatever detail didn't pop up, that maybe we wouldn't have known about it. Maybe something else happened like that the last week and we don't know about it until someone breaks them up about it you know maybe it happened today it's just really disappointing that nothing was done about that I didn't get a lot of questions for the podcast so this was this came up and figured I should address it it's um this won't happen too often on the podcast hopefully if this stuff stops but I found it to be really just kind of heart-wrenching that Nothing was done about it for three months, a little over that. So, you guys tell me your thoughts on this, because I'm having a really hard time comprehending. I know I've repeated it multiple times. I'm having a really hard time comprehending the fact that nothing was done about a racism kill for three months. Nothing was done. No, like, people just shook it off like nothing happened. That's embarrassing to me that that happened in America, but... Oof. Really tough to think about, honestly. Just that the family was just like, you know, they were just sitting there. Well, and nothing was done about their son's murder for three months. Just really tough. Really tough for the Arbery family, obviously. I don't know if everybody's saying it right now, but obviously my. 
my love goes out to their family because that's just brutal. I mean, nothing was done about their son's murder for three months, and they just probably hopeless. I mean, they finally arrested the two white supremacists, which is great. I mean, but it's just hard to think about for the sake of their family. I mean, it's really, really, really hard to even comprehend that stuff like that still happens, but it does. It does happen. Like, racism still exists and it's still going pretty strong, which is really, really sad. And uh, what type of stuff has to stop? I mean, you got to get the word out, though. I mean, this is what it takes. You got to get the word out about the stuff really happening. And it's, um, I mean, I can't even imagine just being hunted every day just because your skin color. I just can't. It's really brutal. I mean, it's just really brutal to even think about that someone would think about doing that. But, anyways, guys, on a little bit more of a positive note, from watching the Last Dance recently, the documentary series that they're publishing about Michael Jordan, it's just really interesting to me, just his attitude towards his teammates and just how he was. I mean, you don't want to use the word ruthless, but you kind of do. I mean, he was pretty ruthless to his teammates. He would do whatever he he wanted to get them in the right mindset to win games and it was pretty it was pretty crazy to me you picture a lot of athletes just kind of afraid to talk to their teammates like Michael Jordan did but when you're Michael Jordan you probably have a lot of room to do just about whatever you want with your teammates uh, so that's pretty interesting I thought I mean there's not a lot of athletes like that because we get I mean we get all the info on athletes with social media and everything and I haven't heard that a lot about pretty much any athlete I mean Kobe did a little bit of it on um, I would think Kobe did a little bit of that for sure and I've seen it too when Kobe's mic'd up he's definitely a little bit of a father figure to his teammates when he got into his later years so that was pretty interesting to me and, and Scottie Pippen's pay was obviously really controversial because he did not get much for how good he was he was the second best player on the Bulls but in 1993 Oh, I couldn't tell you the year. It's in it's in the mid '90s, I believe. But in the 1990s, he was the second best player on the Bulls by far, and he was like sixth in pay on the Bulls, and like 40 something in the league. It was crazy numbers. I couldn't even believe it. That's pretty interesting to me, though, that they didn't pay him even close to Michael Jordan, even though they were like a duo. They're the dynamic deal for the Bulls. So that was that was pretty crazy to look at. I also figured today that we would check in with our good friend Alex Warren. He is driving me crazier than ever. His content has become awful. Nothing is funny that he posts. It's just like trying to be quirky and like funny. Like it's like seven-year-old humor in his videos. Like putting on like funny hats and like tricking people with spiders in a box. It's just so not creative funny in any way it's just so boring to scroll through I look for stuff that's similar to David obviously his laugh is he hasn't done anything to his laugh even though people are figuring it out he's just he doesn't even care that he's dead on copying one of the most famous people in the world right now he's just doing the exact same thing and getting away with it unfortunately I think he should definitely either stop doing this or get off of social media, get off of TikTok, get off of YouTube. If you're not gonna have the creativity to have your own laugh, you should not be on social media. That just, that makes me so mad. 
honestly just watching his videos and listening to his laugh and looking at the titles and watching the just seeing that he copies the plots of so many of David Dobrik's vlogs it makes me so mad <laughs> oh my gosh guys I don't know how I'm how I'm possibly gonna wait for Otter Banks season 2 I need to know but there's some pretty cool fan theories actually and one of them was the theory that the people that took John B and Sarah Cameron on the ship spoilers 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 just so you guys know there's spoilers ahead if you have not finished Outer Banks season one there's spoilers ahead totally forgot to mention that I'm sorry about that the people that Sarah and John B got on the ship with are gonna you know season one of sorry episode one season two are gonna ask what they're doing and they're gonna they're gonna tell them and they're gonna be interested in the gold and they're gonna try to basically do what Ward did and try to go for the gold in the Bahamas I think that would be really interesting that would definitely add something I also saw that people think that John B's mom is gonna be a lot more involved in the plot and that there's not gonna be much action in Outer Banks just because everything's gonna be based in the Bahamas now I also I definitely think this is not a fan theory I definitely think the Ward Cameron is gonna be punished for what he did I think the police are finally gonna stop you know just letting him off because he's rich and listening to his dumb stories about how John B killed Sheriff Park uh, totally forgetting your name Parkins something like that I <laughs> I think that's pretty off but the when Rafe killed the sheriff when he framed him for it that's the sheriff I'm referring to not the guy or the girl I think he's definitely gonna get consequences for framing John B for that I think John B and Sarah are just gonna keep going strong throughout season 2 I also think JJ and Kiara are definitely definitely gonna get together Pope unfortunately is gonna be the odd man out because I feel like Kiara definitely has feelings for JJ but I mean Pope can still he can still pull for sure I feel like someone's going to pop out of nowhere. Pope's definitely going to get a girlfriend in Season 2. He definitely caught feels for Kiara in Season 1, but that's not going to work out, unfortunately. But That's all the time I have for the podcast today. Thank you guys so much for the support. I'll see you guys next week, Tuesday at 5 Eastern.